This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host, Ian Turner. Thanks for joining me today. If you're listening to this show online or via a podcasting app, the simplest way to never miss an episode of Garden of Sound is to subscribe. The easiest way to do this is to head to gardenofsound.nz right now and hit the subscribe button on the front page. It'll give you all sorts of exciting ways to ensure you never miss a program again. Today's guest is Shanalee Ray. She was born in South Africa but moved to New Zealand at age 12. An accomplished musician, she's released an EP, she's toured the country, she's open for Stan Walker in a roundabout way, and is regularly performing in and around Christchurch with bands and on her own. But what's next for this talented singer-songwriter? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Shanley Ray on 96.9 Plains FM. Shanley. Can you tell me about your first musical memory? Yeah, so um, one of my very first musical memories, um, I was probably about seven or eight, and um, my brother just put a song on the computer, um, and it was Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. Um, And I just felt that it was so emotional, and my mum said to me that it was actually a song about his childhood fallen off a balcony and died and I thought it was you know quite intense being that young as well um but that it was amazing how someone could express such a tragedy through music um and I guess that's where I started feeling like you know personally that I could express myself through through music as well and that's something I wanted to do um yeah so that was a first experience I had that really kind of got got me in the feels
Have you have you gotten into any more Eric Clapton tracks? Um, I I did, um, but growing up, like my family, our musical um, taste was very. Um, Eclectic, the word? Yeah, diverse. Or just diverse, yeah. So, like, my mum would play a lot of Tracy Chapman or Celine Dion, um, Josh Groban. Um, uh, my dad's really into the 80s. So, like, I wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> so, you know, Duran Duran and um, – or even – so any in the 50s, um, my mum loved 50s music, so a lot of the crooner sort of – um, music. So I, I've grown up with a, a great palette to work from, um, but I obviously kind of attached to the more folky um, blues side of, side of things. Um, yeah, so. Why folk and blues? I think it's because um, it tells a story and I'm a very, I guess I'm a very emotional person and I kind of connect with lyrics. Um, so I like the story type telling side of blues or um folk as well as the emotion that's put into it so yeah are there any blues artists in particular that you love um not so much blues these days um more folky to be honest um so I've, I've kind of moved on but yeah more folk I would say so when did your journey begin when did you start to sing play perform so growing up I um I always was a part of like the school choir. Um, I was very shy growing up actually. So um, I didn't really, I wasn't lead roles in anything, but um, <laughs> very shy. So I'd have to kind of sit in the toilet and sing for my, my family because I'd get too shy because I'd needed like a door or something between us and it was sounded good in there. Um, but my mum actually had a, an old classical nylon string guitar um, and it didn't have all the strings on it. But um, I picked it up one day, went to the, my safe place, the toilet, <laughs> and um, I just started experimenting. I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I just plucked the strings and started singing. And yeah, it was, it was slightly rusty as well, so that was probably a health hazard. But <laughs> um, that's kind of where it started for me, um, in, my, in my toilet. <laughs> I'm... Presuming as you're performing quite a bit these days that that shyness has gone. Is it that has true? definitely, yeah. Um, I've definitely come out of my shell. So since then, I had lead roles in productions and and taking drama at high school really helped a lot as well. I do still um, struggle a little bit with confidence, I guess. Um, so it's I'm always quite nervous before performing. Like I'm nervous about my gigs tonight. Um, especially the solo ones, because um, I don't usually play solo that much, but I've started to, and I, it's actually building my confidence. So, yeah. Was there a turning point going from sort of shy to, to finding yourself, coming out of the toilet, as it were? Yeah, um, I think so. Like, I guess one of my best friends growing up, she was also really good at singing, and um, when she got the lead role in the play, I was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> so it kind of gave me something to... Uh, strive for and so yeah drama again um that was very helpful and uh, my drama teacher was super encouraging um and anytime we had like even uh Sheila Wynn there's a drama competition in high school it's uh 
to do with um, Shakespeare, so we always perform Shakespearean pieces and there's not usually music in it, but he kind of created a musical role for me. So I played the narrator um, in The Prince of Pericles, I think it was. And he's like, why don't you why don't you sing it instead of talking it? And I did, and I won an award for it, which was awesome. So, like, I guess he helped me a lot in, through drama um, to build my confidence. Has there been any more acting or... Um, Arts just outside of music. Uh, yeah, so not not in the last few years, but um, when I came out of high school, I did do a um, a production at Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I did that with um, Showbiz, so quite a popular um, company in Christchurch. So yeah, that was cool. Um, I really want to do it again though, but it's very time consuming. What did you play in that? I was just part of the um, the chorus, but. It was amazing, but they did give me a callback for the the narrator. Maybe there's a common theme there. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, who would you say are your greatest musical influences? Um, I'd probably say from a younger age, maybe Joni Mitchell. Um, I have a lot of musical influences. Um, the Dixie Chicks as well. Um, I love country music and again with the storytelling folk and country um and the emotion um so Dixie Chicks was quite huge for me um and Cat Stevens love Cat Stevens um but nowadays I'd say probably Laura Marling um she's very folky she kind of hangs out with uh Mumford and Sons um they played on like a few of her albums um and actually a a modern country artist called Casey Musgrave. So she's country and pop um, and she's such a like, clever songwriter. Her lyrics are amazing. I'm going to play you one of her songs soon, actually. Um, and Maggie Rogers, she's just recently um, become quite popular and she reminds me of like a modern-day Joni Mitchell. Um, she's just so, I don't know, like, she seems so innocent and just she's such a beautiful human, but the way she's managed to mix um, folk storytelling lyrics with con- like um, electronic music is just, I don't know, I find her very inspirational. It's something I want to strive towards. So, What yeah. Casey Musgrove's track do you want to play today? Um, I'm going to play a track called um, Follow Your Arrow.
This is the Garden of Sound interview on Plains FM 96.9 with Shanley Ray. Uh, I just want to ask, what was the first gig that you paid money to get along to? Oh, um, the first gig. Oh, so um, I went when I was really young. Um, I'm actually from South Africa. Um, I, I was there for the first 12 years of my life and then moved to New Zealand when I was 12. Um but when we were there, we went to uh, a place in northwest Africa called Sun City. It's this amazing resort. Um, my dad used to go there with his work. So um, we went along to that and they put on all these uh, these shows. And it was it, this is quite different from what I'm usually into as well. But um, it was the Phantom of the Opera. And I was just, I think I was blown away by her vocal and um but then there was this little girl um because it was like a choir and everything as well but this this really young girl I think she was probably the same around the same age as me at the time um she sung this song and I actually have no idea what it was but it's um what was in it part of phantom no it wasn't it was completely completely separate um but she just sounded like an, an absolute angel. Um, and I wish I could remember the song. I was, I was trying to think about it, but I just remember thinking, I want to, I want to be her. Like it, her voice was just absolutely so pure and beautiful. Um, but yeah, that was the first sort of concert show sort of thing I went to. Um, but the first one that I actually paid for, I guess, which is also really random, but was Paramore. Yeah, um, but I quite enjoyed Paramore. I went through a lot of phases growing up, different musical genres like Panic at the Disco. Like I still like li- like the music I listen to is completely different to what I um, generally perform as well. So I love like pop punk and um, yeah, so Paramore was pretty huge at one stage and I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> How um, this female could lead like a rock band and I think that was also quite inspirational to me um because I was actually in a band at the time um and I guess I was she was kind of like someone I could look up to so yeah that was the first concert I paid for so you talk about being in a band you're doing sort of solo stuff yeah more often than not Uh, what was the band experience like for you that was actually a great stepping stone for me I think and um so this was before I went to jazz school um and it was actually when I went to church. So I met all these boys through church and um, we just decided let's start a band. Um, And to be honest, a majority of the gigs we'd play, um, it was just people we knew, like birthdays and um, things like that. And we'd kind of just do it for fun. Um, But the majority of them we would improvise. Well, I mean, I would improvise lyrics and melodies. And so that was an awesome opportunity for me to like kind of experiment and gain confidence in doing that. Um, because like there's a lot of people who can't harmonize on the spot and like, I guess that was cool for me to be able to do that. And yeah, just coming up with lyrics and just that kind of catharsis of saying what I wanted to say in the moment. Um, and I, I wish we would have recorded a lot of it. Um, but yeah, we'd write songs. So I guess that was also really, um, good for collaborating and which I haven't really done much of so hopefully I can but um, in the future but yeah 
that's sort of what we did, but it didn't really. Oh, and we entered Rock Quest as well. Um, <laughs> and we actually, we did get a few awards for songwriting and I got the uh, females, I can't remember what it was, but I got an award for it, one of one of those. <laughs> um, we didn't win or anything, but like that was really, that was a great experience as well. So, yeah. That's huge. Do you know what those guys are doing now? Yes, I do. Um, so actually they're all living overseas as well. So one is living in Auckland. He's doing music full time. Um, another one's living in Melbourne. He's not actually doing music, but he, uh, has this, he's, him and his girlfriend kind of do freelance book editing. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so they're doing that. But he he's travelled all over around the world, and they lived in Canada for a bit, and um, and then my other friend he's living in the UK, um, and he's not doing music either. He was the drummer, and then James he we actually did some duo work together recently, but he is um, he's actually back at jazz school, so he went through jazz school, studied bass, and now he's back again doing production. Um, so we've done a few things together. He's helped me record some stuff. Um, that I've actually sent to a guy in Auckland who's, um, he used to be the bass player for the Peasants, um, who are now Broods. He's also doing some sort of production-y stuff and he heard some some things on Instagram actually of me and, and messaged me and said, hey, I'd love to collaborate with you. Um, so I sent him a song that I'd been writing that was slightly more leaning towards that style of music and that's kind of opened up like... Uh, What's the word? I don't know. It's just kind of made me want to experiment with that with more uh, electronic type music as well. And hence Maggie Rogers, inspirational as well. So You're still doing music. What's kept you doing music? You're not book editing. You're not, you haven't walked away from it. You're not. I, I don't know. I guess it's just a part of me. I have never been able to think about myself without music. I've had a, I guess it's really encouraging when you get feedback from other people uh social media has been really amazing um for me especially instagram instagram seems to be like the best uh, like platform at the moment for some reason it's just everyone's on there and there's all these musicians like um there's i don't know if you've heard of pickup okay so there's this platform called pickup i haven't been on it but like so many musicians around um, New Zealand. There's a guy who I went to jazz school with. He's living in New York and he's kind of started it. And he's got all these musicians who um, he kind of features on his page and he's starting a new thing with anyone who has like a good smartphone goes to a concert and films someone and just says, pick up. Um, you know, they'll use it. And it's just this community of people. Um, and I'm friends with a few. There's... Uh, an artist called Emily Browning, um, who's Christchurch based as well at the moment, um, who I'm really good friends with. And she's been on it and she went over to New York and like they helped her like do a little tour and like so it's pretty amazing what Instagram can do. Um and I've got a lot I've made a lot of friends on there as well, musicians and it's a great way to build a fan base, I guess. So what's your greatest learning opportunity, learning curve? Oh what's my greatest learning curve? Mm. Something that's happened that's really made you think about what you're doing or change what you're doing. 
Um, I guess um, I've been on a few tours around New Zealand. Um, and that was uh, a few years ago now. But um, I think going on tour kind of showed me a lot of things. Um, and what's, I guess, little tips on to be smart being a musician. Um, how, like, where the money's at if, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie, like, it's it's important. If, if it's something you're going to be doing with a lot of your time, you're going to have to make, try and make money from it. So I've learned that, basically, um, like, how to kind of plan a tour. So hopefully I can do my own at some stage. Um, I don't know, and I think touring for me is one of the best things about music because you meet so many people and I'm such a people's person and just being able to play live to people that are there to actually uh, hear you instead of playing in a bar where people are just drunk and kind of just don't really care you're more background music a lot of the time um, yeah learning curve um, what's the most significant experience you've had while performing either good or bad Hmm. I don't know, a band member fainting or oh, right. you, you reached the perfect note or you really, held something for three yeah, hours and I'm everyone not, just <laughs> thought you're amazing. I've not really had like a bad experience. Um, one of the, I guess, most overwhelming experiences was um, I went to Parachute a few years ago, uh, quite quite a few years ago, and I won the talent quest and that they had and I got to perform on the main stage in front of like 30,000 people. That was really overwhelming. Um, I was so nervous, but like that was, I was like, yeah, I've made it. <laughs> and that, I guess that was an experience that was awesome for me. And also because there, it was myself performing and it wasn't performing an original song. So that was amazing. And then I had like a little interview afterwards, which was cool. Um, I felt like I was famous. So <laughs> that was great. And then, so I, I sung, and then there was a band who played a couple of songs, and then Stan Walker. So I was like, yeah, I've opened for Stan Walker. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, I guess another thing was um, my school production. When I was in year 11, I was the lead um, in a production called Blood Brothers. And I made grown men cry. So that for me, <laughs> with my voice. So that for me is a definite highlight. Um, I can die happy um, knowing that I produced something with my voice that made someone feel something. So what's your favourite piece of music at the moment and tell me why. Sure. Um, so it's it's a track called White Stripes um, by Hayley Jean Penner. Um, and the reason why I like it is I've always, I've always liked um Music, like I said, that, that has a, a bit of a story, but I think it's just something I can relate to at the moment in the way I'm feeling. Um, I'm, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, I, like I said, I'm very an emotional person, so I, I tend to hold on to people um, when I develop feelings for them. So letting go is uh, quite difficult for me, and I think sh she's the same as in the song. It kind of just describes that, just, you know, no matter what someone does, you kind of just hold on to them for a long period of time.
you can walk away from all of this Or you can let me show you around the wreckage Some of this is harder to admit to talk about But I am trying Giving in is harder to resist Feeling like a boat without an anchor Stolen silent kisses feel like quiet promises That I'll be fine And I'm trying to pull away from this bed But it hasn't happened yet And I lie when I say I'll never go back Cause it hasn't worked like that So hate me If you want to you can blame me If it helps you breaking up your family While the siren wakes the baby It's alright Whatever helps you sleep at night Whatever helps you sleep at night And I'm not sure how you would take in this Playing with a tiny piece of paper Scared to see my lying eyes are the only eyes not telling lies now And I've got my reasons for the mess But none of them will save you from your madness Cause he was in my body while his words were in your hands Somewhere across the ocean trust in him And I'm trying But it hasn't happened yet And I lie When I say I'll never go back Cause it hasn't worked like that So hate me If you want to you can blame me If it helps you Breaking up your family While the siren wakes the baby It's alright Whatever helps you sleep Cause it hasn't worked like that So hate me If you want to you can blame me If it helps you Breaking up your family While the siren wakes the baby It's alright Whatever helps you sleep at night Whatever helps you Listening to the Garden of Sound interview with Shanley Ray on 96.9 Plains FM. Have you tried Taha Sparkling Tonic? It's made right here in New Zealand from the best natural ingredients Manuka honey, organic ginger, and kawakawa. The medicinal benefits of these three are well known, but when they're combined, you get a healthy taste sensation that's out of this world! 
Fortunately, you can buy Taha right now from supermarkets, cafes and bars all over New Zealand. Find out more at taha.nz. Taha, it's where you belong. How do I say this? Is it turmeric? Maybe it's turmeric. It's turmeric! However you say it, make it with Friendly Fantail Turmeric Latte Spice Mix, the easy, healthy way to enjoy a delicious turmeric latte at home. Free from caffeine, gluten, dairy and refined sugar, but packed with pure natural goodness and deliciousness. Friendly Fantail Turmeric Latte. Yummy organic goodness handmade right here in Canterbury. Ask for it at your local or order from friendlyfantail.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Shanley Ray on Plains FM 96.9. Shanley, I want to talk about how you make music, how you get stuff that's in your head out into the world. Mm-hmm. How does it happen? Um, generally, um, lyrics come first, I guess. Um, more often than just sitting down with my guitar and a piece just coming out, which sometimes happens. Um, so I found recently, um, songwriting is very challenging for me because I'm, I'm my biggest critic. I'm really judgmental of myself and I'm like, I always want it to be, uh, I guess generally, um, no, you'd have to write not so good music and then work on it. Um, to develop it and it becomes good but for some reason my brain tends to think it needs to be good as soon as it comes out Um, but I think for me my process best works when I'm by myself completely in nature um, and just kind of taking in my surroundings and it's quiet Um, that that way there's no distraction and I can kind of think and dive deep into my mysterious brain um, and kind of reflect <laughs> as to what I want to talk about, um, you know, and whether that, I guess, will resonate with people. Um, so sometimes it's thinking about, you know, can this resonate with other people? But more of the time it's just me kind of writing out what I'm feeling um, and what I'm thinking about and then kind of going back, revisiting that. And I'm really excited um, because recently I had a trip to Hanma um, my flatmates' parents have a house there, which is really lucky, so we go there a bit. Um, and it was freezing outside, but I was like, it was just way too hot inside as well, which is weird. But I was like, I just want to sit outside and be cold and, and write. Um, and I was just in the mood to write. So I went outside, I wrapped up really warm and um, just sat by myself and wrote all these lyrics. Like, I don't think I've written that many lyrics in a few years it was insane and so now I've got them all sitting upstairs in my drawer and I'm like I'm ready to work on them and kind of develop them into something but so the next step would be kind of going through them and being like what's what's crap what's good um what can I use um and put together and then I'll pick up my guitar and um kind of work out a chord progression um I wouldn't call myself a guitarist but I've managed to write songs so far so (laughs) it works for me tell me about your guitar um, so I have a Martin. Um, I'm not a gearhead, so I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't actually know what it is, uh, like what numbers, you know, what digits follow it, but it's a beautiful Martin guitar. It's probably about 16, 16 years old now. Um, so it's developed a beautiful sound 
Um, and it actually used to belong to um, a very good friend of mine, um, Joseph, um, and he's in a duo called Joseph and Maya, um, who are probably two of the most influential people in my life um, that I know personally. And reason being is, um, so they're a duo, they, they moved overseas and toured and lived off of making music. Um, they're very passionate, um, emotional people as well. And um, the reason they're very influential is because they actually helped me record my first EP um, and took me on tour with them. So we, we toured the North Island um, over a couple of weeks and uh, my friend Joe just said, like, I guess it's just great having someone that really believes in you and your art and is like, I think you've got something great. You need to just go for it because I think I was a bit fearful and, again, a bit critical of myself. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm not good enough. Or, But he, he saw potential in me and I, I just love every song he's ever written. Like, so catchy, so um, the lyrics. I don't know, I just find them amazing. Um, but, yeah. So he was like booking with my friend in the studio. It was the Porch Studios at the time. And he said, in between touring, you're going to record your EP and I'm going to help you and I'm going to bring in all these musicians. Like I've never experienced such um, generosity in my life. Um, so I get quite emotional about that because and they've just had a baby. So, <laughs> But they live, um, they've moved back now to New Zealand and they're living in Tauranga. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can go and visit them soon. Um, yeah, so I recorded my first EP with them, um, and he helped kind of produce it as well. Um, but just no reason, just, he obviously just saw something in me and wanted to, to help me. And so that was a huge achievement for me. You talk about getting away from it all and all of those lyrics pouring out. Have there been any other times where you've sort of got out of the city with a with a group of people to, to do some music? Yeah, um, so the Fledge music um, group, uh, we they do um, music retreats quite often, and so Hera, um, one of the, she, she actually organises them, um, did a music retreat, oh, I think it was about a year or two ago. Um, so just a group of musicians um, set up all this recording gear, all the instruments all set up in a hall. I think it was a like a Boy Scout camp hall thing. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and uh, basically we all just jam whenever we want or someone starts playing an original song and people start playing along and um, record the whole thing. And yeah, that's... That's something I want to do. Um, I want to organise another one um, because I think there is a whole another group of musicians in Christchurch at the moment who I think we could produce some amazing music together. And we're all, we're all we all know each other. We're all friends. Everyone plays at Fat Eddies and um, jams together, and we we all kind of gig together now and then. Um, and we always have little parties and things. But I think it would be great to get away, and it's just musicians, just creating like goodness <laughs> yeah um can we hear something that you've written after talking about your ep and bits and pieces yeah um so this is not actually on my ep because i recorded that a couple years ago um this is a newer song i've written um but yeah it's called walton street and it's actually about that tour that i did in the north island mm. 
We traveled around the north singing love songs, making friends. Oh, I got lost somewhere in Raglan. All the freedom would never end when the brown haired beauty looked into her lover's eyes. Oh, I heard Bob Dylan's voice talk out. You destroy me with a smile, with a smile, she takes him home again. Like the wind, he sings a simple song. And I am waiting for my soul to be free again somehow. Like Joni said that I have looked at love from both sides now. This job is killing me, no I can't take it anymore I am running with my ankles tied Now I'm bound to hit the floor So take me back to Alton Street Put my feet back on the ground For a stranger's generosity Is where my faith was found With a smile she takes him home again Like the wind he sings a simple song and I am waiting for my soul to be free again somehow like Joni said that I have looked at love from both sides now This is the Gardener Sound interview with Shanley Ray on Plains FM 96.9. I just want to ask you, Shanley, um, have you got any unfulfilled musical fantasies or goals that you want to achieve sooner or later? Definitely. Um, I would love to record another EP. Um, Why? You've done an EP. Why another EP? Why not go the full LP? I don't know, because I feel I'm not that sort of artist. And I think a lot of people these days, especially the people that I listen to, um, don't really... Also, I haven't really written that much. I don't write a lot of music. It takes me a very long time to actually write music and be happy with it. Um, So I think at this stage, I'd have enough songs to do an EP before I, because I wouldn't want to get tired of them or sick of them, that I wouldn't want to play them if I went on tour. So a handful of songs is usually all you need. So I'd have two EPs and then I could do a tour. Um, I guess it's just keeping it fresh for myself as well. Um, But yeah, I, I don't think I'm at that stage to be playing like a, a full album or anything um but yeah that is probably my reason is i haven't written enough to produce an album and then uh, outside of new zealand is there anywhere else that you'd like to take that definitely um so one of my goals would be playing at a festival uh called splendor in the grass in australia that is like a lot of my musical idols um 
have been playing there in the past few years. And so for me to be, be able to play amongst that, I think it just kind of, that's my niche. I would fit in really well there. Um, but yeah, that's something I want to do. Is there any anyone that you'd like to work with down the track? Any of your idols or anyone that's sort of on, on the scene that you'd love to do something with? Yes, um, who I've mentioned multiple times before, Maggie Rogers. I just think she's absolutely beautiful. And where is Maggie from? Um, that's a good question. I think, well, somewhere in America. I, th- I can't remember where she was from. Um, but the song that I want to play by her is actually called Falling Water. And is this the last track you'd like to play for us today? Yes, it is. Shanalee, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
We've got time for just one more track today, so it's only fair that we hear a little bit of Joni Mitchell. This is A Case of You. Still, I'd be on my feet. 
thank you for joining me today. This week's guest was Shanley Ray. If you'd like to listen to any of the songs played today, or in fact, any of the artists Shanley talked about, then please head along to gardenofsound.nz and click on Shanley's photo on the front page. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm Ian Turner, and this has been Garden of Sound. <laughs>